Hi everyone. So this is the first installment of Sons of Chiefs. Um, I don't think I want to like give out a full like summary or whatever concerning it so that I don't give lots of details away. Um, but basically the setting is some olden time settings like in small African villages and I suck at picking names so literally bear with me Sons of Chiefs is this one the prequel is basically um how do I say it okay it's a prequel to a book that already exists but I don't have hands on that copy yet so I'm going to see how this one goes first and then we can upload or read Sons of Chiefs, the OG book. So the prequel basically explains how Sons of Chiefs came to be. And that's going to make so much more sense later. But like, let's get into it. Again, I suck at picking names. Only because I don't want to get like hung up on names and stuff. So I don't really like focus on the names. But all the names have like a not a good a very interesting backstory anyway i have spoken way too much let me get into reading i'm going to read maybe like two or three pages or to like a cliffhanger of sorts all right so <clears throat> yara listen it doesn't matter express leah they're both fighting for my affection and haven't made my choice yet she continued and what if they find out what you're doing asked yara then what what will you do Leah looked at Yara shyly and looked away. What aren't you telling me? demanded Yara. They already know, confessed Leah. They already know, she repeated. Yara stood there in shock, just looking at Leah. After a few minutes of silence, Leah and Yara sat on the grass in the field. You're my para, been with each other since birth. You're closer than a sister to me and I love you more than life itself. Yara started to say softly, but this it's not normal what if they're playing with you you'll be unmarriable by the time they are done with you you'll be considered dirt and it won't matter what your position is in the clan of royals she continued speaking softly let me talk to my betrothed maybe he will let you marry his exact brother his exact brother asked leah you think i'm so desperate for a union that i would marry the spot of the earth and do myself <sighs> it's not like that leah said yara this discussion about my future which i decide for myself is over i'll let you get back to the farming leah said to yara she stood up and pulled her gather cider and headed back to the village i want to see leah tonight expressed Ewo. he and jor were out fishing in the nearby lake to pass the time jor pretended to focus on the water so as not to have to respond to Ewo. did you hear what i said Ewo asked joro Joro held up a finger and drove his spear into the water. As Joro lifted the fish out of the water, a grin appeared on his face. I'm eating well tonight, my friend. Joro beamed with pride and kissed the fish. Iwo took offense when Joro changed the subject. You heard what I said, exclaimed Iwo. Iwo, <sighs> listen. I love Leah. You love Leah. I love you and you love me. You know that situation keeps me up at night. All I want is for you to be happy and her to be happy at the same time. 
I want her to be happy with me. You talking about how when she has decided to keep us both around is the greatest curse known to man. I wish not to speak of her with you, lest we fight and look like the village fools, Joro said. I wish not to fish any more. Are you coming back to the village with me or are you staying behind? He asked Iwo. Iwo turned around to sulk. I haven't caught anything, said Iwo. I will stay behind. Mahata is inside, Tabo said to Leah. Mahata was official term used to mothers in the chiefdom of Saleh. Leah always hated coming to her mother's compound because of how low the doors were to her hut. All attempts to resize them were met with opposition from her Mahat. Mahat was a term used to refer to fathers. Mahata, exclaimed Leah, removing the dirt that had got on her head while making her way into the hut. My child, Leah's mother said, beaming with happiness. You don't want to see us often, my child. You forget us, she continued. I beg for your forgiveness. In between hunting and scouting the land for meat, I mourned down many a times. After eating the corn and the soup that was prepared by Leah's mother, Tavo and their father went out, leaving the woman to clean. Mahata, if I may ask, what is Tavo still doing here? Leah asked her mother. He was unsuccessful in the hunting or the fishing or any skills men must have, Leah's mother look, said, looking down in shame. I suggested he learn how to farm so that he can assist me while I'm at the farm, but your father treats it like there is shame in being able to feed your family. Maybe there is, Leah said, whispering to herself. Leah, may we speak, my child, Leah's father asked her. Mahat, Leah said. She kissed his hand and knelt down in front of him. Tavo, her father began. Leah looked at her father and took in a deep breath. Mahat, I know what you want to demand of me, and I just cannot. Leah said, Leah said, interrupting her father. He failed all the conquests. There is nothing I can do about that, she continued. Maybe he should go to the farm and help in the clearing of the land and try the conquests again next year. Make, Leah's father screamed. Leah's mother emerged from the hut, hurting her head as she did. Rashitawa, are you hurt? Leah's mother asked with worry in her voice. What business do you have telling Leah that Tawo should work in the farms with you, he demanded. Rashitawa, it's better than him sitting at home. Leah's mother responded. You can now talk back to me. You have lost your shame. You shall spend the night outside of my hut, Leah's father retorted. Leah knew better than to talk back to her father once he made a choice. Kai bowed slowly when Leah returned to her hut in the royal clan. Kai was Leah's personal handmaiden. I got word that you're going out tonight and prepared your good gathers to wear and fetched water for you to get clean. Kai informed Leah. I'm filled with gratitude, Kai. After today, after today, the only thing I need is a touch of a man. Leah said as she got undressed. You're going to see the suitor you refuse to tell me about, inquired Kai. It's better for you this way, assured Leah. Leah, my love, Iwo said loudly. Leah looked around the clearing. Worry not, there's no one around, said Iwo. Let me embrace you and feel your warmth. Leah took a step forward and held Iwo as he was holding her. Iwo took Leah's face into his hand and turned it towards the moon. <laughs> Leah giggled. What are you doing? She asked shyly. Your brown skin is unlike any I have ever seen. You're the most beautiful woman alive, Iwo said, answering her question. Tell me what you did today, Iwo said to Leah. He took his hand 
He took his hand in her hand and they began to walk. Father wants me to train Tawa in the field and I don't want to. I can't be the lead huntress and look out for Tawa at the same time, Leah said confiding in Iwu. How about I take him fishing first, Iwu suggested. I could not ask you for that, Leah interrupted him. You're not, he said. I'm offering, he continued. Leah looked up to him and filled with gratitude, she kissed him. Joro sat in his hut, carving a wooden figurine to present to Leah when he saw her next. Joro tried not to see Leah within the same week as Iwo. He loved her, but the thought of touching her when his best friend just did didn't sit right with him. He held the figure up and admired it as he watched the flames from the fire slowly dance behind it, slowly caressing its hips while the fire danced. I will die for you, Joro said, whispering to the figurine. A ray of sun pierced Yara's hut, waking her up. Looking around, she realized that her betrothed had already left the hut. In the village of Saleh, once your betrothed finished paying off your price, he is free to take you and marry you whenever he feels like it. It is, however, forbidden to have children till the union rights are completed. Any child born out of union is considered an abomination and is either put to death or chased from the village. Yara wanted her betrothed to touch her but wasn't willing to leave her in her born children's fate to chance. Twavla, Yara said. Twavla was Yara's betrothed exact brother. Sometimes she confused the two because of how much they looked alike. And other times, she was scared of how much they looked alike. Twavla had taken an interest in Leah. After talking the possibility of Twavla over with Leah, she realized that Leah's head wasn't anywhere near him and now Yara had the burden of burden of explaining all this to him. Oh, said Twavla slowly. That is all right, he continued. Twavla walked a small distance within the compound and kicked a rock. I should have never been born, he muttered to himself. Yara felt a lump in her throat. There were times being Leah's power was difficult and this was one of them. Yara looked at the hut and noticed patches which had caused the light to penetrate. She slapped her forehead and realized that she should have told Twavla about Leah after she asked him to fix the hut. Zan, I know what I mean when I say the northern borders are no longer safe, interjected Leah. Every eight moons they rotated the hunting grounds and the council of hunters were in talks concerning the hunting grounds. Zan was the official title for the rulers of villages. Zan, if I may, began a hunter. Leah scoffed when the hunter began to talk. Leah is... Leah, is anything I have said not to your liking? The hunter asked Leah. You know nothing. You know nothing. I spent my childhood studying migration patterns, learning and teaching myself hunting rotations. There is a reason I'm the head huntress. First and only one of my kind, Leah said confidently. The Zan raised his hand to stop the dispute between Leah and the hunter. When the chief huntress says, what the chief huntress says is, is what we shall do. She has never led us astray, the Zan said. You may leave my presence, he continued to say. Leah could hear the hunter's murmuring. Shani came and stood beside Leah. You have enraged them again, Shani commented. Shani was Yara's betrothed and Leah's right hand when they were out hunting. Yara and Shani had met through Leah. Leah was proud and happy about their union. Yara is worried about you, Shani said to Leah. 
She needs to worry about keeping you well fed, but not too well fed. We need you to be able to run. <laughs> Leah said laughing as she slapped Shani's stomach. Let's go make sure the spears are in good shape. The men I entrust in my life depend on it, Leah said to Shani.